Hello and welcome to Home Improvement. The podcast where we recreate episodes of the hit 90s sitcom Home Improvement using only episode summaries found online. Today we have a special episode for you. Yeah, because it's... so we already just make everything up. Uh, but we haven't seen you guys in a really long time. A lot has happened. You know, we've weathered a pandemic. We moved cross country out of Taylor, Texas, which is sad because that was really on brand for this podcast. <laughs> but we are now in northern Wisconsin where my family is because we're raising our daughter. Last you heard from us, I was pregnant and I laughed when I re-listened to that episode because I was like, oh, hopefully I'll feel better soon. I didn't. I felt like garbage the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) But today we're going to make it feel all better with this very special version of Home Improvement. Yeah, so... Uh, Not in honor of Father's Day, just it is how Father- it happened to line up on Father's we're, Day. We're recording this on Father's Day, partially because I already wanted to, and partially because I thought it'd be a fun thing to do on Father's Day. Uh, we've gotten really into D&D with some friends of ours. We play virtually with uh, other musicians from the Austin area, and I've started doing some like writing one-shots and things like that, and so I thought, what if we did a home improvement one shot. So basically I, again, only working from the episode summary I found on IMDb, I made a one shot out of our next episode. So season four, episode three, death begins at 40. That's all I want to know. Yeah, that's really all I know. (laughs) So the details in here, I have no idea if it's anything like the actual episode, but based on what the synopsis said, this is what I created. So a one-shot, for those of you who don't know, is just a, an adventure that lasts for one session. or Ideally one ideally session. Ideally one session, whereas yeah. normal campaigns can last for years. years. <laughs> uh, so if you're not a D&D we'll try to, We'll try not to use two. If we use any jargon, we'll explain what we're talking about. So no need to be familiar with Dungeons & Dragons in order to enjoy this. Uh, it should still be fun. In, in fact, we're not calling it Dungeons and Dragons. We're calling, we're calling it Tool it and Time. Tool and Time. Tools TNT. and Time. Tools and Time. Um, I'm glad we had the same thought. We didn't discuss calling it that. But. Um, all right. And so you today, Scott, will just be playing as Tim. So if you've been following along in the podcast, uh, this is a little bit of a kind of a, a break from the timeline that we're on. Uh, in our regular timeline, Tim, I think, has been kidnapped by Bob Vila and is in an alternate universe. And Mark and the boys have been working on a portal to get them there so they can save their dad. This is just, we're taking it straight back to vanilla timeline home improvement because it was going to be really hard to try to create like an interdimensional, I mean, I, not that hard. It's all make-believe anyway, but... Um, we're going back to prime timeline. So in this episode only, Tim is at home with his family. And, and I guess I'll be doing all of the other NPCs. Non-player nothing, characters. Nothing, is, for, nothing has changed. For anyone um, who doesn't know. And I received Tim's character sheet yeah. just a while ago. Let's Tim, just go over some details. In fact, uh, if you are a Patreon supporter, we'll share more on that later. But if you're a Patreon supporter... You're going to get the character sheets I made and all of my DM notes. So if there's some Easter eggs and fun things that Scott doesn't happen upon, you'll 
know about all the stuff that I planned and put into this. And it's enough really that you could run this one shot with your own friends if you wanted to. So Tim Taylor is a level three human barbarian. Definitely yeah. barbarian. Yes. He can perform frenzy attacks and rage. But things like investigation and nature and intelligence, those are not his strong suits. Just as canonically in the show you would expect. So these are stats uh, on the character page. And so he's got some, because he's a barbarian, he can go into a rage in combat, which gives him advantage on strength checks and saving throws and things like that. Uh, Seems on brand for Tim. He can also make a frenzy attack. He can fight with two weapons. I should rename these weapons into tools. Yeah, let's see, what did I give you? Oh, I also gave him carpenter's tools. (laughs) So he does have carpenter's tools. We'll have a dagger, a great axe, and a javelin. An iron pot and a shovel. Those actually, I didn't pick those, they just came with it. He's got some other items in here too. Some rope, rations, tinderbox, torch, water skin. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other... Uh, yeah, so his proficiencies are intimidation and athletics. He can make a reckless attack, which seems like everything he does. Danger sense. He's on Path of the Berserker, which I don't think it's going to really come into play too much, but if you were curious, that's the path that he's taken. He speaks Celestial, which I don't have a really good tie-in for why he can do that. <laughs> but I he don't can, either. I guess. And for his background, I chose Folk Hero. His feature is Rustic Hospitality. Since you come from the ranks of the common folk, you fit among them with ease. You can find places to hide, rest, or recuperate among the com- other commoners unless you've shown yourself to be danger to them. They will shield you from the law or anyone else searching for you. Though they will not risk their lives for you. Seems about right. <laughs> Tim Taylor is a folk hero. So I think his dagger should be a screwdriver. Can you really slash somebody with a screwdriver? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> his great axe can be... You can call him... You, you can reskin them however you want. Just tell me what you roll. <laughs> great axe can be his axe and his javelin can be his paint stick. Sure. So anyway, uh, also, Rake. There we go. I did go through the trouble of adding a few personality traits and flaws in here, and these were actually just stock ones that they suggest, and I think they fit perfectly. Under personality traits, it says, when I set my mind to something, I follow through no matter what gets in my way, and thinking is for other people. I prefer action. <laughs> <laughs> and under flaws, I put, I'm convinced of the significance of my destiny and blind to my shortcomings and the risk of failure. That's yeah, Tim. That would be Tim. Uh, so if you're ready, we can get started. Okay. So interior kitchen, morning. Tim is seated at the kitchen table. Jill, smiling cheerfully, brings over a hot pot of coffee and pours some into Tim's mug. Happy birthday, Tim! The big 4-0! Thank you, honey. I'm going to drink this coffee with delight. I made you something special for breakfast. Well, I hope it's meat, meat, and more meat. Actually, no! It's banana chocolate chip man cakes. Wow! My favorite! I've never made them for you before, so I'm not sure why you'd say that. I've wished for them for 40 years. (laughs) Uh, Can you guess what the secret ingredient is that makes them man cakes? Um, Man sweat and axe body spray. 
No, that would be disgusting. I call it delicious. All right. Well, I'll remember for next year then. <laughs> so the boys are still asleep and you can open the presents when they wake up. That should be in a little while. When you finish your pancakes though, I do have an errand that I'd like you to run for me. I know it's your birthday, but maybe you can do that for me, please. Uh, I guess so. Uh, excellent. So, you know that giant portrait that I inherited from my grandmother? No. Oh, well, take a look. And what you see is a, it's a, a large portrait in a huge gilt frame, and it's, it's a self-portrait of the grandmother in the cubist style. And even though it's like, it looks like a Picasso, like, it bears a striking resemblance <laughs> to the grandmother. She had very uh, geometrically improbable features in life. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that that was the painting. I thought it was some of the boys' old kindergarten art. No, 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 no. I just, this was special to my grandma, and although it's a little strange, I'd like to hang it in the hall. Uh, but I, I do need picture wire for that, so I need you to run to the hardware store. Oh, and while you're there, can you tell Harry thank you for the recommendation on the new blender? Of course. Although I think... Uh, maybe that blender could use a few alterations to get oh, our money's you, worth. When have you used it? I used it the other day. For what? For th stuff. You don't, man stuff, you don't need to know. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Alright, so what do you do? Uh, I drink my coffee and push my chair back from the table. Wait, roll a, roll a d20. 13. Do I have any proficiencies? No, it's just a straight D20. Your coffee is fine. The temperature is adequate. Mm. <laughs> Perfect temperature for this coffee. I drink it in one gulp and I push my chair back and stand up with a Superman pose and say, to the hardware store. All right, we cut to it. Nothing happens. Uh, so you, -na 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 -na. Make to, you make it to the store. And you know where the picture wire is because you've been to the hardware store many times. And yeah. you make it to the aisle, you see two brands of picture wire. Uh, one brand is called The Hang of It, and the other brand is called Picture This. I have to decide between the two. Yeah. Which do you choose? Uh, perception? Uh, you're going insight. An insight? Yeah. If you, if, you wanna, if you wanna try to figure out if there's one that's better, roll yeah. insight. Then I'm going to roll insight. 19. Nice. So Tim, in a rare moment of lucidity, <laughs> reads the packages well enough to know that picture this wire is rated for up to 50 pounds and the hang of it wire is rated for 10 pounds. Well, more, <laughs> more power is better, right? I say to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer that for you. <laughs> and I, I take the, the hang of it. That was the other one, right? The hang of it is ready for 10 pounds. And I put it on the ground and I step on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, are you worried about being seen while you do this? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, hang on. Can you... <laughs> I'm going to have uh, Harry roll... Um, Harry's going to roll... Perception. Okay, uh, he does not see you step <laughs> on the other package of picture wire. You're you're fine for now. Okay, I walk to the counter to to buy it. Sure. Um, uh, do I notice anything else? Um, uh, give me an investigation check. 
You're just looking for something. What are you looking for? Um, I don't know if there's anything else in the store that catches my eye. Sure, roll it. Three. <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled, I rolled a four minus one. Oh, fuck, okay. Uh, you are mesmerized by the candy display at the register, and that's about it. Ooh. Snickers. Twizzlers. Reese's. What you might call it? This is the alternate universe. So they're Snuckers. Oh. <laughs> and Twizzlers. <laughs> oh, Snuckers. Twizzlers. Reese. <laughs> Reese Cup. <laughs> oh, I love Reese Cup. I go to grab Reese Cup. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Alright, so is that it? Yes, I choose to purchase Reese Cup and okay. <laughs> picture wire. Sure. Um, Alright, so there's only one person at the checkout. It is Harry, the owner of the hardware store. He's a stocky man. He's roughly 50-ish years old with a bald head and a bushy black mustache. Uh, he waves you over. Hey, how's the new blender working out for Jill? Oh, Jill thinks it's great. Um, I think... It's also very good with a few modifications of my own. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, um, you know, the I took the engine out and well, added my own. Your blender has an engine? <laughs> it does now. <laughs> and then you took it out? You put one in and then took it out? Yeah, I, I put one in and then I decided to take the one I put in out and put another one in. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. I deconstructed a microwave transformer and. Oh, those are really dangerous. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I wore rubber gloves. That will not protect you. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I, I recommend it because I, I got one for myself recently. I've gotten really into making my own like vegetable juice and smoothies and stuff. Mm. You know, Jill kind of. Um, she tried to make me eat vegetables this morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was banana man cakes. Oh, well, I don't know what a man cake is, but I'm pretty sure banana is not a vegetable, Tim. Insight. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Roll insight. I want to know if he's lying. <laughs> Wait, no. I got a natural twenty. Wait, no insight. I was having you roll to see if Tim knew that a banana was not a vegetable. <laughs> natural With 20. With a natural 20, he does realize his error. He understands thoroughly that a banana is, in fact, a fruit. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I was mistaken. I don't eat fruit or vegetables a lot. I just like meat, meat, meat. That's why I needed to, um, to replace that blender engine. So I could. So come with engine. <laughs> so I could. I, so I could grind up my T-bone steaks, bone and all. Wow, that's pretty intense. Um, you know, I used to be a red meat man myself, but I gotta say that all changed for me a couple months ago after I had a heart attack. Since then, I really decided to clean up my lifestyle and get healthy. You know, it's just it's too easy to take your life for granted. He kind of eyes Tim up and down and says, you know, you might want to start taking better care of yourself too. You know, any one of us could be here one day and gone the next. Well, anyway, uh, with the picture wire and your Reese cup, that's going to come to 250
$250? No. Oh. $2.50. Oh. Um, We're going to call gold pieces dollars here. You have $10, so you're fine. Um, so go ahead. I, I kind of look at my, <laughs> I kind of look at my Reese cup oh. and I, I say, um, I'm considering actually, what he said. On that note, actually, I need you to make a constitution save after he said that. Okay. 11. All right. So you shudder at the thought of dying and you gain the beefman's curse. So for the rest of the episode, Tim is inexplicably frightened by the sight of red meat. He cannot eat it and feels an intense anxiety about his health when it is mentioned or made visible to him. If red meat is present, he must immediately move 25 feet away or take 1d4 of psychic damage every minute he is in its presence. <sighs> is this a, considering what, uh, what, what's his name? Harry. Harry just said... I say, I am just the picture wire today. I That's put fine. the Reese cup back. So, so $2 even. Uh, I hand him a $10 bill. He gives you eight back. Five and three ones if you need to know the specifics. <laughs> I do. So, I mean, you can mark that in your inventory if you want. I, I am. Don't. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we cut scenes. Tim is back at home. You enter the house to find that Jill has put up streamers in the living room while you were gone, and the boys are hanging a banner that reads, Happy Birthday, Tim slash Dad. Wow. Thank you. You've got my full name on that sign. <laughs> oh, we're so glad you're back. Were you able to find the picture wire? Yes. I got it. The best one. It'll hang that giant picture Oh, fantastic. You. In fact, actually, do you mind... Uh, Getting that hung up before we get our festivities underway? I can do that, yeah. Alright, so you go over to the wall in the hall where she is marked where she wants it hung. Uh, the frame is quite heavy. What do you do? Um, I try to lift the frame myself to see how heavy it is. It's hefty, but you can do it. You can manage it. Okay, well I'm going to need to place a pilot hole in the wall. Let's see. I don't have a hammer, but I could use it. You have carpenter's tools, whichever, whatever that means. All right. Then I will... I'm assuming a hammer would be in there. All right. Well, I will, then I will use my carpenter's tools to... Actually, I'm going to investigate the best spot on the wall. Well, Jill has marked it for you. Oh. (laughs) You don't need to. Oh, okay. You could use my foot. Um, I'm going to investigate anyway, just to make sure there is not a better spot. Sure, go ahead. Seven. Looks fine. (laughs) Okay. All right, well, then I'm going to use my carpenter's tools. I wish to hammer a nail into the wall. You drilled by the hole and then you put a nail in it. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just confused about what you're doing. She marked the spot. I didn't drill anything yet. Oh, Okay. I'm skeptical that Scott knows how to paint a picture based on the description of what you're doing. I'm going to hammer a nail on the spot that Jill marked. Excellent. So we say that you hang the picture, roll a performance check. Seven. It's a little crooked when you're done, but that's okay. It's, it's holding in the wall. Hmm. It's okay. Jill says, we'll, we'll deal with it later. It's, it's fine. It's, 
it's charming. It's got a little bit of quirk to it. Anyway, uh, let's have you open your presents. All right. So you sit here on the couch. Okay. Uh, let's start with uh, the boys. So they, they made this for you. So they Mark's, made this for me. Mark steps forward and hands you a tool man action figure made entirely of tools crudely taped together. <laughs> oh, this is this is awesome. You are you have you've risen the ranks in my favorite sons. Oh really? Thank yes. you. Oh. So the torso is a screwdriver taped to pliers, the handles of the pliers are legs, and the head is a tape measure. One arm is a utility knife and the other is a file. You've got all my best features. So do you genuinely like this gift? I genuinely like this gift. Okay. Then you don't have to roll deception to not break your children's hearts. Um, all right, so you get to add that to your inventory and the components, and because it is just loosely taped together, you could break it apart and use each of those tools separately if you wanted to. I may or may not be planning to do that. All right. For later. So next, uh, Jill hands you a cardboard box that says Tim in Sharpie. Um, so Al dropped this off earlier while you were at the store. Uh, he said something about it being a prototype of something Binford is working on. He wants you to test it out and offer your feedback before it's released to the public. The prototype. I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Are you going to open it? Um, I would if I didn't sign that NDA. <laughs> you can't test it if you don't open the box and see what it is. I can't open it in front of my family. They're not Al part of it. Al didn't seem worried about it. He didn't mention anything about that. I still choose to keep it a secret. So you, to yourself even. Yes. You don't even open the box. Not here, not All now. Right. You have a cardboard box. Is right. it heavy? No, it's very, very light. It's very, very light. Is it a large cardboard box? Yeah, fairly large. As large as a TV? How big is the TV? TVs come in a lot of sizes. Well... Tim's TV is a man's TV. So it's probably big, huh? Yeah. It's smaller than that. Okay. It's torso sized. I set it to the to the side of the couch. And then Jill says, all right, now it's my turn. So my gift to you is something that you've mentioned in the past uh, as wanting. And I know how much you love more power. Uh, so my gift to you is a ride along flight in a jet. Wow. Something I never thought I wanted, but now I realize... You mentioned it explicitly. I did it. <laughs> uh, in fact, it is scheduled for today, uh, and we actually need to get going if we're going to make it there in time. It took a little longer at the hardware store than I expected. So we're actually, we're going to come along and watch from the ground. Wow, this is, this is amazing. I did not expect this today, but yeah. I look over at the prototype, the cardboard box. What time will we be back? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure how long it takes. I look at the prototype. Okay. You really should open all your presents, Tim. I signed an NDA. Okay. It's family. That's fine. Just you may want whatever's in the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, before we go, uh, you uh, you probably want to grab a sandwich. I made some sandwiches there in the kitchen. You probably want to grab one for the road. I made your favorites. Roast beef and mayonnaise on white bread. Are you I okay? start to shake and hyperventilate. I think I'd rather like a veggie sandwich with hummus 
What? On lettuce leaves. You're funny, Tim. Get in the car. I feel uneasy. Okay. So, uh, you hop in the van, everybody's in there, and we cut to the airplane hangar. So the ride's uneventful, and you pull up outside the large airplane hangar. The doors are open, you can see the plane, and a harried-looking assistant with a clipboard emerges from the open door and runs up to the the van and motions for Jill to roll down the window. He says, uh, the pilot has prepped the plane, and everything is ready for Tim to climb on board. We are ready for takeoff, but before you jump in, we do need you to sign this lengthy waiver. We are running a little behind schedule, so we do need you to sign it and get in the plane quickly. Well, what? why would I need to sign a waiver? You know, liability stuff. I mean, you know, flying is inherently dangerous. What would I, what would I roll to, to uh, check? Intelligence check. So there isn't time for you to read the whole thing, no matter what. But if you want to skim it, you need to make an intelligence check. Okay. Twelve. Uh, it seems okay to you. Well, words are words. And I sign my sign the waiver. Okay. So after you sign, uh, the assistant kind of hurries you up towards the plane. And it's a real small plane. It's just a little, like, there's a seat in front for the pilot. And there's a seat behind for you. And so he, he puts you in there. Um, and you guys are the only two on board. And as soon as you're inside and the assistant shuts the door behind you, the jet starts to taxi and takes off. And it's just me on the plane. With a pilot. With a pilot. Okay. Yeah. So the pilot is not talking. Kind of looking around, just kind of tapping my, my seat. So, uh, what kind of fuel does this run? The pilot does not answer you. You are now out of sight of the hangar. Kind of look out the window. You notice that you are climbing steeply. Already? Wow, we're going pretty high up. I guess that's what jets do. (laughs) So when do we enter the Gulf Stream? At that moment, uh, the pilot turns around and removes his his cool aviator sunglasses. And he still doesn't look like anybody you recognize. Um... And then he goes, oh wait. And then his face morphs. And you discover the visage of Bob Vila, the powerful warlock. <laughs> Bob Vila? You ready to die, tool man? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, you better get ready. <laughs> uh, I... The plane jerks straight. It's going almost straight up now. Attempt to move out of my seat, but... Where are you going to go? Try <laughs> I don't know. Forward. He looks he's like, you don't have any questions. You don't have any follow-up questions. <laughs> really? You're going to ruin this moment for me? Uh, why? <laughs> I think you know why. <laughs> well, you said you didn't question, so my question is why? You're my arch nemesis. You're crowding the tool space, Tim. That, and that, uh, that waiver you signed wasn't really a waiver. <laughs> It was actually uh, a legal document saying that if you die under any circumstances, I will be the new host of Tool Time, making me the ultimate tool man. Ha! Well, joke's on you. Can I roll deception? Yes. Fourteen. What are you trying to say? (laughs) 
<laughs> I didn't sign it Tim Taylor. I signed it Tom Tyler. <laughs> uh, okay, he's gonna he's gonna roll an opposed uh, insight to tell if you're lying. He thinks you're telling the truth. He's like, wait, what? Tim Taylor doesn't sign waivers. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I mean, signatures are kind of messy anyway, so as long as, as long as your name was there, there were witnesses. It's going to be, it's, that's enough. That should be enough. We'll fight it in court. It'll be fine. Anyway, uh, this... I'm only posing as a pilot, and I only learned how to take off. I am the only parachute on this plane, and I'm going to send this plane into a nosedive and jump out, leaving you to crash and die. You monster. With a maniacal laugh, he then tips the steering wheel straight down. And he flips several toggles, he's hitting all these buttons, and the sound of the engines comes to a sudden and deafening silence as the plane starts to nosedive. Roll initiative. Eight. Also eight. Uh, what is it, dex? Yeah, let's see. Dex bonus? Or... What's your dexterity? Uh, 12. Uh, his is 14, so his is higher. So he's going to go first. Um, Alright, so just to explain a little bit how this is going to work, because there's only so much time before the plane hits the ground. If you're both in the plane for this full combat, you have seven rounds before it crashes. And okay. it will certainly kill you both if you're in the plane at that time. Okay. He has the parachute on him, and after every round of combat, he is going to roll to see if he can get out of the plane. Okay. Alright, so he has this, he, his dex modifier is higher, so he's going to start, and he's going to cast the cantrip Chill Touch. And so a ghostly skeletal hand appears, and it taps Tim on the shoulder, and then latches on, and it fills Tim with this icy dread as he flashes back to the hardware store and sees in his mind the face of Harry laughing and morphing into Bob Vila. And in that moment, you realize that Bob disguised himself as Harry that morning in order to plant that fear in him about his own mortality and ruin his birthday. Not my birthday. And I think there's also some damage associated with that. Let me, uh... Oh, yeah. It definitely hits... He rolled a... Yeah. Uh, so you're going to take five necrotic damage. Let's see, what's your... What's your hit points? I'll keep track of those. 32. So, okay, got it. And that's his turn. And even through your next turn, it's not, it's not continuing to hurt you, but you feel that chill hand still on your shoulder. I'm going to uh, flex and bust out of my restraints. <laughs> okay. And do, do a strength check to just like... So you're not going to unbuckle. You're going to try to burst the rest yes. of roll strength. That's a 22. What? <laughs> yeah. Was it a natural 20? It was a 19. Plus 3. So this plane has not been maintained as well as it should, clearly. Uh, and you somehow burst your seatbelt. <laughs> like, if you want to take a bonus action, you can, but that's, that's your main action. Okay. I, so I, I do like a, like, a, like a Hulk out, like, like flex my whole body. <laughs> My whole four-year-old body and like my muscles bulge and the straps just like and I go ah. I try and uh, does that break the chill touch at all? Uh, it's the hands like. Ooh. 
Is it, a, is it like a visible like thing? Yeah, it's like a spectral like Can ghost, I grab it? ghost skeleton hand. Your hand goes through it if you try to grab it. Um, but okay. even that hand's a little bit freaked out that you did that. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to, as a bonus action, why not, why not rage? Yeah, sure. So you want to go into a rage? Yeah. So and I can for... enter a rage for up to one minute, which is 10 rounds. Yeah, that's going to be... That's going to be like the entire time. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you dead. Um, so... I so I gain advantage in strength checks and saving throws, not attacks. Melee damage with strength weapons, resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. You... Yeah, you get plus two to melee damage with strength weapons. Resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage. Now, do you have the p- prototype box on you? No. God damn it. There are so many opportunities w- during this where I'm trying to give you cool shit to use and you didn't <laughs> use any of it. <laughs> this is the boss fight, if you couldn't oh, tell. Yeah, sure. Um, all right. So your rage ends early if you are knocked unconscious or if your turn ends and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn or taken damage since then. So since I, got, since I rolled a 22, I like... Not only like blew the seatbelt off, but I also like ripped my polo shirt that okay. <laughs> is wearing, and my muscles are now bulging and veiny. Are you trying to intimidate? Can I? Can I still intimidate? Yeah, roll intimidation. I got plus four on this. And that's a twelve. Oh. Bob Vila rolled slightly harder on his Constitution save, and he is a little bit distracted by the sight of your weirdly veiny chest. Yeah. <laughs> my, eyes are, my eyes have also turned white, glowing white. Okay. Um, he's a little unsettled and distracted, but he quickly shakes it off. All right. So now uh, that is one round done. So now before we roll this, uh, he's going to roll to see if he can get out of the plane. Oh, shit. He got an at 20. So he deftly undoes his seatbelt and says, so long, two man. And he hops out of the plane. Okay. <laughs> and actually, that's going to be his action that turn. Okay. I r- run to the door. There's no running. Like, okay. this is a tiny plane. Okay. But you can try to climb out of the door. Sure. I, I uh, go to the door. It's open now, so roll a d20. Actually, roll, uh, roll dexterity. 16. Yeah, that'll do it. So you are able to jump out of the plane after him. I do, I guess, straight up dive. I push so that's my... going to be... We're going to say that that's your, your movement. So go ahead, and if you want to take an action, you can. I pull out my screwdriver. <laughs> okay. And I attempt to... You also have all the tools that made up the Toolman action figure, because you did take that for whatever reason. <laughs> I attempt to slash him. With the screwdriver? With the screwdriver. You had a utility knife on the other thing, but that's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so roll the hit. That's a 24. Holy shit, yeah. He, that hits. That and was a... Roll for damage? I think it's a piercing damage 4. Okay, but you're uh, raging, so what does that mean? Plus 2 melee damage with strength weapons. Yeah, I so think not it, a, so it that's, uses your strength modifiers, right? So yeah, so six damage. What was it? It, it was six. Five? Yeah, six piercing damage. So I get him in like the leg. All right, Ugh, his leg's bleeding, uh, and the blood kind of flies up a little bit because he's you're falling, right? Yeah. 
So there's some spray of blood that's kind of like up in your face as you're both falling down. And lick my lips. Mm. <laughs> um, that's a power move. Um, all right, and so we're gonna call that. That's the a end. Grunt. So now <laughs> that you are you are out of the plane, so it's five more rounds. All right. So on this next, he's going to as a bonus action, he's going to pull the ripcord. He's gonna deploy the parachute. On this round, so your the ghostly hand vanishes that was on your shoulder mm-hmm. as you jumped out of the plane. It like it gave you the peace sign and just disappeared. <laughs> um, so you now see Bob digging around behind in his little backpack thing that held the parachute. And he's like, Steve, Steve, get out here. And uh, a little imp climbs out <laughs> of the pack. And goes, ah, 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 ah. Uh, and goes, Steve Thomas, attack. And so he gives his action to this little imp. And so the imp, he's going to try to jump up and sting you with he's got like a scorpion like little tail he's like a little flying devil guy okay it's like this he's got like a little scorpion mm, tail yeah that's a, that is a flying devil guy all right he's little um and you can tell that this is this is bob Vila's familiar steve thomas okay who is actually that's the name of the guy who took over this old house after he, <laughs> after he left the show all right um all right he's going to attack at disadvantage because you're all free falling and he has to get to you. Okay. He does have wings, but you know, you're a moving target. So let's see. He's going to roll to attack. Uh does a twelve hit. Nope. Alright, so he Bob and I've been trying to get you with his little stinger tail and he met, he's missing. He's mad. Okay. Um alright, now it's your turn. I'm going to um take my hands and I'm going to try to just clap him out of existence, like just like s- smash him in between my two hands. So that's an unarmed strike. Yeah. So go ahead and roll that. And again, this is gonna be. I guess he's he's flown over to you, so now you're not gonna roll a disadvantage. So go ahead. Uh, that's a six. That does not hit. Okay. So you're also having a hard time getting getting hands on him. Do I get bonus action? Uh, do you? Oh yeah, you do. And I would advise that you look at your your options for bonus actions because there's a really good one. Hey, are you suggesting frenzy attack? Yes. <laughs> you can use this bonus bonus action to go into a frenzy attack and then every bonus action from here on out you get to make another melee weapon attack. Sure. All right, Never so mind. we're back over to Bob. I got mad, so I'm gonna. F- I'm. I'm now going to be in a frenzy, kind of like, cause sort of like the Hulk. Each moment where like, <laughs> it's like frustration and more anger more builds. Like, <laughs> my strength sure. is, is growing. All right, and so my rage. Bob is angry that Steve is incompetent, and so he's like, Steve, do better. And so he goes, and then he tries to sting you again. So he's gonna try again, and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 23 hits. Yeah, it does. Uh, and so he's going to do 7 damage to you. Okay. You're keeping track of my hit points. And then I need you to make a constitution save. Hmm, okay. So 12. Excellent. Okay, so you make the save, which means you're going to take half as much damage as you would have, because that stinger, it's like a scorpion thing, mm. it, it, it does have poison on it. And so you're going to take, take 7 poison damage. So that was... So that was already 
what what did I say before? I don't know. I forget. Fuck. Okay. It was... uh, then we're just going to take the average that it gives because I don't remember either. So our listeners are screaming. Uh, five piercing damage and then seven poison damage. Okay, so 12. You're at 15. All right. And the imp's like, hee hee, yeah. And that is your turn. I'm going to bring out, actually, I'm going to pull out my, my axe. Okay. My great axe is just my axe. <laughs> so you won't get two weapon fighting just because it's a two-handed weapon. Okay. Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. I just want to make sure you know. But I can still make a melee weapon attack. Yeah. As your bonus. Yeah. Right. So I'll get two anyways. I'm going to... I'm, I'm are gonna, you swinging at the Emperor or are you swinging at Bob? I'm going to pull it and I'm going to swing at Steve Thomas. Okay. So big surprise out from behind me and six. Does not hit. Okay, I completely miss and go through my legs, but I'm going to follow through with my uh, screwdriver okay. at him. And that's a 25. Oh, it hits. Roll for damage. Uh, it gives me, it already gives it to me, um, piercing. Well, you can take that average or you can roll it. It's up to you. So it says piercing damage five and then piercing critical damage two because it was a crit. Oh, so seven. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, you do seven damage. This guy's looking a little rough. He's like kind of bruised and bloodied and his, one of his wings doesn't look so good. He's like, I, I say not my birthday. <laughs> he looks confused because he thought this was your birthday. <laughs> Not on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how did you know I was thinking that? Uh, now it is back around to Bob. And so Bob's like, well done. Well done, my familiar. You've served your purpose. Now I want to be the one to finish him. And so Steve's like, okay. And he like disappears. So Bob is going to, was that round? That was round four, well. Do you want to point out, Bob has a parachute. Mm-hmm. You don't have a parachute. So pretty soon you're going to start to drift apart because you are falling faster. Person landing with a parachute will land without damage. Person without a parachute will die. Okay. In <laughs> fact, you know, like real life. Yeah. Hey, just, just to go back, I, I forgot that in my rage, I forgot that I had resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. So was Steve Thomas's stinger attack a piercing? Yeah, that was piercing. So he has resistance, resistance to so that. you would take half of that. So we decided five. We're going to round it up and say that you avoided three of that. So you're going to gain back three. The other one was poison, so it doesn't do anything. Okay. So you have 18 hit yeah, points. 18, 18. Not going to matter if you hit the ground without a parachute, though. So now, Bob stares you straight in the eye, and with a cool and unmoved voice, he says, Grovel. You need to make a wisdom save. Okay. Not looking good, but 18. Oh, you saved. <laughs> Alright, so you feel for a moment this, this urge to like prostrate yourself, but you, you fight it off and you shake it off, and instead, do you want to say, do you want to say something? Not on my birthday! <laughs> <laughs> that, it's good that you saved because you were going to waste your whole turn doing this thing that he wanted you to do. So. Okay. Alright, so he's like, he sees it doesn't work and he's like, damn it! Damn you, Tim! Alright, and then go ahead, it's your turn. Alright, I want to do something here. Okay. It's going to be kind of like a strength thing. Okay. Um, it probably. Well, we'll see. Um, I want, so what I want to do is I want to take my axe, that axe that I handed, had, it's kind of like a long, 
It's a two-handed, so I'm assuming that's a long-handed kind of, a long-handled kind of axe. Okay. But I'm going to, since I'm still kind of raging and like sort of hulking out, I'm going to take the axe and I'm going to just swing it as hard as I can. And I'm going to see if I can just swing myself up. <laughs> to, to, against gravity. Against gravity. Well, it's going to be a really high DC if you're trying okay. to act against... You're going to swim through the air upwards. Yeah, like kind of like Thor's hammer in a way. I'm just going to like just swing it really fast and then throw, thrust myself upwards somehow. Okay. At this point, you are still... You could grab him if you wanted. Oh, with it? We're yeah, you could grab far? his feet. You're like, he's starting to slow down, but you could, you could grab his feet. Okay, well, that's an important detail. I really wanted to see if that strength check would work. <laughs> I almost can guarantee you it would not. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, I, then I just, I guess I will just grab his feet if I'm that close. All right, so he's going to be kicking. So uh, can you roll uh, dexterity? I think he's going to roll opposed. Nine. Twelve. So you're unable to grab onto his legs, but you're that close. You can still, we'll say that was your movement. If you want to try to take your action, you can still have your action, your bonus action. Um, then I'm... Well, you're within melee range. Sure. Well, then I'm just going to take that axe. I'm going to swing it up and try and plant it in his chest if I'm that close. All right. Roll for it. It's a 17. That hits. <laughs> Slashing damage of nine. Oh boy. All right. Bob's looking rough. Yeah. Uh, there's blood spurting out of his mouth now. As you as it impacts. And so there's like... Yeah, it went right in his sternum. <laughs> That's a long handle if you're down below his feet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm holding on to the axe and I have a, I have a, a melee still up, right? Yeah, um, you still have your bonus action because you got your frenzy attack. Well, then I'm going to just, I'm going to pull down or like, I'm going to pull my arm so I can like come up and I'm just going to just tap it with my screwdriver. Where are you stabbing? Uh, let's go like in the eyeball. That's a lot. Okay. I, I, can you reach his eyeball? Are you pulling yourself up by the handle of your axe? Yeah. Okay. We'll allow it. All right. Roll. Like, uh, what's a six? That does not hit. You biff it, but he's in so much pain, he doesn't even notice, so your ego is spared. But now I can be holding on to him. Yeah, now you've got an axe I miss, in but his I'm chest. Like, it's I'm still like holding chest. on like up here and like... Yeah, that's five rounds. You have two more rounds before you hit the ground. All right, uh, and just so you're aware, if you're both hanging out of the parachute by the time it hits the ground, you're both going to take damage. Um, so you're going to want to avoid that if you can. There's blood gurgling from Bob's mouth. And he is going to raise his hand and uh, he's going to summon that chill touch again. That skeletal hand perches on your shoulder and once again you feel that icy feeling spread through your chest. And in your head you hear Bob speaking. He can't really speak anymore, but he's like, As I am now, so too shall you be. I feel the crippling anxiety of middle age course through my veins. (laughs) Yeah, you do. And uh, does 17 hit? Yes. So you're going to take 6 necrotic damage. I'm at 12. Alright, and that hand is going to hold on to you through your next turn. It doesn't do anything, it just freaks you. It's creepy. 
<laughs> I'm kind of stunned by visions of the future, what lays ahead on this path now that I've turned 40. Okay, well, think quicker. Cause <laughs> <laughs> and um, you got like two more turns before you hit the ground. But I attempt to, um, to shake it off and plunge my dagger into his skull. Okay, roll for it. That's a critical. I get twenty five failure. No. Okay, okay, good. All right. Uh, well, whatever you do is almost certainly going to do it. So, paint paint a picture for us. So it's it's a total damage of six. Yeah. But, okay. But you get to whatever that that dice was. You roll it again because it's a crit. Oh. oh okay. No, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Why didn't I do that on the other crit? Don't know. Oh. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, I, I say, uh, this old house, more like this old crap. <laughs> I stab it into his temple. And before he can even register that that was a really weak effort on your part and not that clever, he's dead. All right. So you still have bonus action. Uh, you are now attached to the corpse of Bob Vila falling with a parachute. I remember the tool, the tool man that yeah. my sons made me. Hell yeah. And I take, I pull it out of my pocket and I take the box cutter. Mm-hmm. I kind of rip it apart. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's just taped. It's like, it's like scotch tape. I've taught you better. <laughs> um, I take the box cutter and um, I cut Bob Vila, like the straps. I cut the straps um, yeah. so that his body can fall loose, but I wrap, I, I've wrapped my arm around the, the parachute, pack. yeah, like the pack. So I've, I've cut his body loose and let it fall. Awesome. All right. So the, you watch the corpse of Bob Vila fall at a faster rate now that he's cut from, free from the parachute, you see him fall. And you're now above a, a recently harvested cornfield, so it's kind of like that rough looking like... You know what a cornfield looks like after it's been harvested. No, I don't. Uh, what does it look like? Okay, fuck off. <laughs> Investigation? Can I perception what a, what a cornfield looks like? <laughs> uh, you may not know what it looks like, but you know what it looks like when Bob Vila's corpse hits the ground. <laughs> There's just an explosion. Oh, yes, corpse. <laughs> and I, I grin and go, oh, 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 oh. And within about 10 seconds after he hits, you land softly. You actually land about 50 yards from the flaming wreckage of the plane, because remember there was also a plane. <laughs> the plane's on fire, and drawn by the flame and smokes that the plane hit before you guys did. Jill and the boys in the van, and then an ambulance, and several fire trucks in tow, they arrive shortly after. Um, is there anything you want to do before they get to you? I think, I think I'm just, when I've, I've landed, I, I'm you know, below half my hit points, half my health. So I'm falling, doubled over to the ground, just kind of like catching my breath and <laughs> that, that recuperating for sure, a second. Sure, that's fine. Taking a beat. All right, so they come up to you. Oh, Tim, we're so glad you're okay. I have so many questions, but we're just, we're so glad you survived. And so... I, I, I look up at my... My bloodied face, you know, covered with the blood of Bob Vila. Yeah. Just, just red and into my, 
my eyes still glowing. I come down from my rage and okay, I so you return. Yeah. Uh, my muscles just just slowly decompress into my normal uh, person. Uh, we're gonna we cut to you're sitting. You know that classic like you're sitting with your legs out the back of the ambulance. You got a trauma blanket wrapped around you, and Jill comes up. She says, "This maybe doesn't seem appropriate, but or, or maybe it is now more than ever. But I I want to surprise you. I brought the cake." I brought the cake here because I thought after you landed, we could all, I could surprise you with it and, you know, you could blow out the candles and everything. So she, she lights the candles. Uh, make a wish, Tim. And now I will tell you, this is your chance to make a closing sitcom stinger. Oh, I close my eyes, take a deep breath, and I sigh out a breath to blow out the candle. Does it go out on the first try? Can I roll Yeah, it? you don't have to roll. That's roll fine. Okay. And I say... Happy birthday to me. All right, now I will have you roll. Roll a d20. Two. <laughs> the line falls a little flat. <laughs> Fade to black at the end. <laughs> and that is officially what happens in season four, episode three of Home Improvement. All right, well, that, that was that. <laughs> that was pretty, that was good. That was well done. I want you to read through the DM notes because... I'm so pissed you didn't open the thing. <laughs> Why don't I have... Okay, first of all... Will you, read this, will you read the synopsis of the episode? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We didn't do that at the start. Um, no, I'd like to know what the episode was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. I know ours was not, but... Uh, they didn't give us a lot. I just basically pulled from what they gave us. Harry, Harry from the hardware store has a mild heart attack as Tim turns 40. Tim is worried and goes off the deep end about getting healthy. The boys give him a tool man figure made out of tools, and Jill gets him a ride on a jet. More power. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> More power. That was like, just... <laughs> yep. Uh, it aired October 4th, 1994. And there's one user review. Someone rated it 7 out of 10. Over a oh, show. they didn't write a review. They literally wrote like a really, really in-depth synopsis that's like would take the length of the episode to read. Very good. Okay. Like a play-by-play of everything that happens. But they rated it 7 out of 10. Okay. Speaking of rating it, how, oh, sorry, before we rate the title, Death Begins at 40, I do want to tell you, uh, if you had investigated and... Do we want to know, though? Or does that happen in our next session? We're going to do this again. I don't know. It was kind of a fun way to do it. Yeah. We could do this periodically. The full notes are going to be available on Patreon. I was just going to tell you there were two items that I really wanted you to have for this boss fight. I don't want to know. I'm going to make different items. It's okay. <laughs> we also we signed an NDA. Fuck off. Oh, <laughs> I spent all of last night writing this and you don't give a shit about what I did. I... I do, but... <laughs> so, there was a giant display at the front of the hardware store. And if you had done even just a decent roll, like an okay roll, you would have seen it. <laughs> uh, and you would have had the Binford Battle Axe. There's a magic phrase, I'm not going to reveal what the magic phrase was, that would allow it to do an extra five damage wow. on, a, on a successful attack. And you could use it up to three times in the episode. Wow, Okay. Um, and then the prototype <laughs> was going to be very fitting, obviously, for the last fight. It was the Binford breastplate of bubble wrapping. Okay. Oh, would it have <laughs> saved from a fall? Uh, 
it would have raised your AC. Oh, okay. It made it harder for him to hit you, and it would have made it uh, made you resistant to bludgeoning and falling damage. Wow. So I mean, he's a warlock. He wasn't really doing a lot of bludgeoning damage anyway. But in like a worst case scenario where you were both, I had to come up with the endings like for if you survived, if Bob survived, if you both survived, or if you both died. There are endings for all of those, and so that was like my. Ace in the hole was like maybe the breastplate doesn't keep, like keeps you from dying. Well, I like how it sh- how it shook out. I got to kill Bob Vila. Yeah, that's always a that's a good home improvement episode. Um, all right, so let's rate the title. Death begins at forty. Well, Tim turned forty. He Bob Vila was going to kill him. There was a death. I give it seven out of ten screwdrivers. I think the combination of what we did with the episode plus the title. I'm gonna say eight. Eight out of ten tool men. Little action figures. Yes. I'm glad that I remember that halfway through that it was a tool man. <laughs> it was a man made of tools and yeah. I A Fusili Jerry yeah. <laughs> of this series, if you will. <laughs> Although I thought it was only would... Mark's gift and so it was gonna be like, what were the what were the other gifts from the points? <laughs> you know how kids are. Great, that was awesome. Uh, thank you for making that. That's a, yeah, that, was, that was really fun, actually. It's a great Father's Day gift. Coincidentally, this lining up on Father's Day. If you liked this, I don't know, say something about it. If you want to hear... If you didn't, don't. Yeah, if you want to hear more episodes like this, say something about it. Yeah, if you liked more like D&D style things or role-playing, it's loosely D&D. But if you'd like some role-playing kind of stuff like this, uh, we just already role-playing. But this is kind of fun. So if you like this and you want some more, head on over to patreon.com slash home improvement um, where you can join. I think we've got a couple different tiers there with some different like bonus content things. Um, we have a tier where you get shout outs at the end of the episode. So we've got three patrons at that tier. Uh, shout out to Emily Bokern at Superior Mittens. She's got an Etsy shop. She makes beautiful upcycled wool mittens with buttons tumbled from Lake Superior Rocks. We got Matthew Baltar on our team at It's Baltar. Really funny guy. He does a lot of writing of his own. Check him out. Uh, And we've got Adam D. Odell, composer. His handle on Twitter is at Composer Composer Face. He is a musician, comedian, really funny guy. He's got a YouTube channel where he does lots of funny takes on music theory things. Um, Check him out. And as always... Not on my birthday. Not on my birthday. (laughs) Bye. Bye.